Welcome to the Coach and Doc podcast, hosted by Coach Chris Cutcliffe and Dr. Hunter Taylor. Our mission is to bring you insight from the best of the best in the coaching profession. If you'd like to learn more about the work we do at Coach and Doc, please visit our website, www.coachanddoc.com. Thank you so we much get- for joining us on the Coach and Doc podcast. Got a ball coach on this episode, Coach Bruce Taylor out of Orange, Texas. Uh, in the Golden Triangle is in the house tonight to talk about his 46-year career in coaching that's still going and how this upcoming season may may be his most unique yet. Uh, I need to confess that I am completely biased on this one, though, so please don't expect a ton of objective journalism. Coach Taylor is my father. Uh, In this episode, we're going to ask him to share some stories, some wisdom, and I'm sure he's also going to make us laugh in the process. Dad, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Hunter. It's my pleasure, big boy, to be able to talk to you and Chris tonight. And I just say to both of you, where else would you rather be than right here, right now, doing this very thing? So start shooting them, big boy. Let's get going. All right. So, Dad, it's been been a little over a year now since you and Mom left a place. It kind of came to define your professional lives. That's Barbers Hill. Uh, just curious about uh, if you could articulate what that community meant to you and mom, uh, and then kind of what went through your process, uh, your thought process when when you did decide, hey, let's uh, it's time for this chapter to end, and it's time for a new journey for the two of you. Sounds good. You know, Hunter, we spent 18 years in in, in Barbers Hill. And before that, you know, we'd spent 12 years as far as in White Oak. So we'd spent the last 30 years in two places. Now, all those other years before that, man, 11, we were doing a lot of moving. But uh, these last 18 years have been like home. The people we worked with were like family. You know, was able to, to work with like three different principals, three different, you know, head coaches, three different superintendents. You know, so, uh, you know, just some great, great people and uh, unbelievable leaders. But the time had come in which mom had started flying in. You know, my wife, Jerry, she flew in about every other month to, to, to see you and Brittany and, and the grandkids, you know, up here in Oxford. And she'd come back and tell me, and I'm one of them old-time grinders. I was working every day, didn't want anybody to get ahead of us. Wanted to be able to put a hat on a hat on everybody on every play. So uh, I turned around and and Jerry made a good point to me to the fact that if you need to to know those kids, you know, I was still just coach. And uh, so we turned around and we said, hey, let's do it. Let's break, let's break loose and let's get up to Oxford and uh, we'll get around where I can see the grandkids, see you and Brittany. And then, I didn't know part of the good thing was I was going to get to work with an awesome coach, you know. So that was the reason why we came out here. Well, Coach, I'd say it definitely has, has worked out for you guys. Uh, you know, you're, you've increased the number of grandkids that you get to spend time with. Uh, also, <laughs> you know, you're, you're a huge part of our team winning a state championship a year ago. So I'm just curious, thinking back on last season, your first football season in Oxford, do you have a – favorite game or a defining moment for you from this past season? You bet, Chris. You know, just as much as I talk about being part of this team winning a state championship, 
Chris, we walked in, walked in, and we had an excellent football team. I've told you over and over, it might have been the finest defensive football team that I've ever been a part of. Just tremendous. Our special teams were excellent. And, you know, so the guys that I was able to, to, to help coach, you know, we just got better as the season went on. And when you were to ask me what were some defining games, I would turn around and say, first of all, lining up and beating South Planola in the playoffs was a huge victory for our people because just my short time here, the history of South Panola is awesome. And, to, and we had played a JV game there earlier in the year. And I got a chance to kind of walk through the complex with Coach Woods. He walked me through. I think he was trying to get me scared looking at all them championships <laughs> that they had won. But I was so impressed, you know, by just looking at their tradition. So when it came time for us in the playoffs and we got a chance to line up against somebody that's that good and we beat them at home, boy, that was something for our program. We were ready for the next week. And then the next week we had Starkville coming in the time coming into town and it was time for us to play like we can play and we beat Starkville that following week. So I would probably say the South Panola game and the Starkville game prepared us to go play a state championship game and come from behind and convincingly win the ball game. Well, Dad, I think most people actually don't know that this isn't your first tour of duty in Mississippi. Right. So, so back in 83, you're on Coach Ballard's staff at Mississippi State. Uh, just curious for our listeners, what do you remember most about living in Starkville and uh, coaching the Bulldogs? And please remember, this is a bipartisan podcast. So even though we're headquartered in Oxford, uh, you know, let's, let's be friendly. And I still keep it on a low. There's no doubt. <laughs> but you're right. Back in 83, you know, we had just finished. I was coaching at University of Texas and had an opportunity to go work with Emory Ballard at Mississippi State. Now you got to understand this Emory Ballard is like a legend in the state of Texas. You know what he did at the University of Texas. And then he won two high school state championships in coaching in the state of Texas. So I'd always wanted to, to work with Coach Ballard. So when I got an opportunity to come out and go to Starkville and work, boy, I was really looking forward to it. You know, being able to line up, playing Georgia, over in Georgia. I got a chance to see Herschel Walker run by me a couple times. <laughs> and then to turn around and make that trip to Auburn. They had a guy by the name of Bo Jackson. He wasn't bad either. So, you know, there's something about being in the SEC and going and play a ball game. How about lining up and going and playing LSU on Saturday night and Coach Ballard making sure that everybody keep your helmet on the entire games. Them fans <laughs> are crazy. You know, but it was just a great opportunity to come out there, but especially because of Coach Ballari. But if I was to remember a couple of things, you know, Hunter and I discussed, you know, we're playing Ole Miss down at the very end on the Egg Bowl. And they've got us right now, you know, the game right now is, is 24-23, and we're working down towards the end of the ball game. And uh, Ole Miss turned the ball over, and we got it. We're down on about the 10-yard line. All we got to do is just line up and just kick, I mean, a 17-yard field goal. I believe, Hunter, you can line up and do that. Just 17 yards. So, 
where we run our kicker out there and our kicker kicks that thing straight through the middle. And if I'm lying, I'm dying. There was about a 40 mile an hour gust of wind that blows that sucker back. And then it falls down in the end zone. I'd never seen the unthinkable thing happen. You know, the ball's blown back and, and Ole Miss wins 24-23. And I've never seen anything like that in football since that moment I saw that. That's one of the probably one of the greatest things that's ever happened in the Egg Bowl, you know, rivalry. But the other thing is, you know, in the spring, when I went up there that spring, got a chance to meet Coach Polk. You know, Ron Polk, you know, is a college Hall of, Hall of Famer. And uh, he had some pretty good tools he had out there working with him. And I got a chance to see firsthand two guys named Thunder and Lightning. And that was Rafael Palmero and Will Clark. And I'm telling you, got a chance to see those two guys play. And they had two other guys. Bobby Thickpin was playing out there in center field. And, and Jeff Brantley was pitching. And all four of those guys went into the pros. So that's remarkable to bring those four, you know, on a college campus that went into professional baseball. So I really enjoyed, you know, that, that short time that we were there. And Hunter, by the way, you were born and it was time to get back to Texas. You hear me? <laughs> All right. So, hey, coach, I want to hear a Wade Phillips story. Okay. So, I think Wade Phillips, you know, obviously a legendary coach, and I understand that, that technically your first coaching job was working for Coach Wade Phillips at your old high school. So you've got to tell us a little bit about that experience. Hey, no doubt, Chris. This is pretty funny. So uh, understand, you know, Wade's dad is Bum Phillips. And, 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 and Coach Bum Phillips was born in Orange. So there's roots there, and everybody in the world just always is so proud of Bum. And Wade – you know, played ball at Port Natchez Groves, University of Houston. And when he got time for his first coaching job, you know, he's out there working as a graduate assistant, you know, out there at University of Houston. And Orange got a new head coach, and he used to work with Bum. Well, Wade turns around and calls his dad and says, should I stay with Coach Yeoman here at the University of Houston, or do I need to go down to Orange and coach with Coach Neil Morgan? And I'll never forget Wade telling me his story. Bum's the answer was very quickly, which one of them's paying you? You know, <laughs> University of Houston, he wasn't making nothing, you know. So he goes down to Orange, and he's going to spend two years in Orange. And that's when I get a chance to meet Wade Phillips. Because back then, you know, Orange was in spring football practice. They were the largest classification. And I'm playing ball at Lamar University. And I go down to spring ball every year, and I help. Now, I don't know if that's legal or unlegal, but don't turn me in, okay, Chris? <laughs> but uh, I go down there, and I'm helping Coach Phillips, coach the linebackers, and I'm getting a real good chance to watch Wade. And Wade was so much the way his daddy used to always teach him. Because anyone knows Bum Phillips, he's not, he's not into that hollering, griping, and complaining. Bum Phillips is nothing like that, and he taught his son. He wants you to make sure that there's a friendly relationship. There's respect. And he wants his guys to be winners on and off the field. The both spring trainings, I worked with Wade Phillips. He was a pro. No profanity, no sarcasm, loved on those players. And I'm going to tell you, 
I watched Wade when he was an assistant in the NFL, and he's been in the NFL 35-plus years. And even when he was a head coach, he still coached that way. So that's what I learned a whole bunch from Wade Phillips. All right, hey, I want to follow that up with another question. You know, you spent 40 years coaching high school football in the state of Texas. You've worked with a ton of coaches, so many different players. Uh, so for the sake of time, all right, I'd love to hear what you especially admired from the coaches you worked with the longest, Andy Griffin and Don Price. Yes, both of those guys. You know, Coach Griffin was really my first high school head coach that, man, I really started thriving, growing. And he was a great mentor, a very experienced guy, a fine, fine Christian man, family man. And back in those days, Chris, everybody coached both ways. And that was great for an assistant coach because you needed to learn both sides of the ball. But the thing I probably remember the most about them was just how much they studied the game and how much they always wanted to continue learning. They were just great learners constantly learners. Uh, I enjoyed the way they corrected mistakes. And, and then Don Price, who I finished up with at Barbers Hill for umpteen years, and Don and I went to college together. Same mold, carbon copy, fine, fine Christian man. There was more to playing ball, but making sure they became great people, winners in life. So I'm very fortunate, Chris, at this time, to be able to say, you can put Andy Griffin, you can put Don Price, you can put Chris Cutcliffe. Every one of those teach the same, same things. Well, I appreciate that. I don't know if I'm quite on their level, but but I, I do appreciate that. And, hey, you mentioned something there. I'm going to just touch on real quick. You talked about admiring somebody for, uh, you know, for being committed to learning you know, all the time, you know, Coach Taylor, I can tell you that's one of the things I admire so much about you. You know, you've been coaching for 45 years. I think you've forgotten more football than I'll ever know. And you still are so committed to learning and growing. And you're always, you know, you're always bringing something new to the table, something you picked up on, on a, you know, we go into this pandemic coach and you're, you're on a Zoom, on a webinar, you know, somewhere every chance you get learning something new. And uh, I, I just wanted to, I admire that so much about you for somebody uh, with your level of experience, who's so eager to continue learning. I mean, that's it's says a whole lot about your commitment to to the young people that you work with, you know. Thanks, Coach. Well, Dad, here's one of the final questions. So I've heard you reflectively say before how you've lived, you know, such a charmed life. You know, you got to do exactly what you wanted to do, and you've gotten to have a great career, and you've gotten to do it for a long time. But this year's different. And so we're in the middle of a pandemic and you're in the age group that is most at risk. So the question is, why do you still want to coach right now? Hunter, great thing because, you know, Hunter, I always knew that coaching was something that I wanted to do. You know, I mean, I really, when I got ready to go to my first coaching job in Port Arthur back in 19, in 1973, I believe it was, I didn't even know you had to teach. I thought I'd just go on to coach, you know. But it was something that I always wanted to do. And even after all these years, son, I still think I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I think I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I have a job that I'm truly passionate about. 
I love going to work. I love working every day. And the good Lord is really, really blessed that I've been able to spend it with a wonderful, wonderful girlfriend for all these years and to get to do what I'm doing. So if you were to ask me, why do you keep doing it? Man, I like being part of a team. There's something about being on a team. I've been on a team, Hunter, since I was six years old. And I think there's so many things that you can learn because I want to be on something that's bigger than me, that's more important than me. And I've learned so much from you to the fact that we is better than me, you know, and that can, and I just, I'm going to tell you, another, I love, I love coaching my guys. Man, this pandemic is, man, a living. I had to make sure I had a mask on or I would have went and hugged them and kissed them. I'm so happy to see my boys. But uh, I think that's the greatest thing is, and I'm able to do it, and I want to tip my hat. Our superintendent here, you know, Mr. Brian Harvey, our AD, Mike Martin, and then Chris and Tabitha Beard, they have put a great plan together for our school district that's safe, in following protocols as far as all our kids in our program. So, Hunter, I feel safe when I step out to coach our guys. I like it. All right. We're going to finish with a little rapid-fire closing round, Dad. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and I just want you to say the first thing that comes to mind. Quick answers. You ready? All right. All right. Toughest coach or team – to prepare for from any point in your career? Woo, holy moly. Well, right off the bat, you know, my, when I started off coaching at Port Arthur, first of all, remember, I thought I knew more than everybody in coaching in alive when I started. But Port Arthur's playing Port Nature's Groves, and Hunter, we can't beat PNG, and that's killing me. And Doug Etheridge, great coach. And then I spent another 10, 15 years, I'm at White Oak, and we got to beat Gladewater and Jack Murphy. So there's always somebody. So I would say those two have been the toughest. Most impressive program you competed against this past year in Mississippi? I'd have to say right off the bat that I've got a lot of respect for Starkville. Really, really impressed with the, what they've done through the years. And I think that's always a good test on where, on where you are. That's why it was so important for us to play like we can play and to be able to beat them. Excellent program. Which has a tougher region of football, Northeast Texas or Southeast Texas? Oh, I married my wife in Southeast Texas. I ain't changing. They got the best, <laughs> they got the best ball players and the prettiest girls. I'm going there. <laughs> uh, favorite thing about living in Oxford? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking right at it right now. When I can be around you and Brittany, and them three boys, it's just like today. We got them two boys all afternoon. That's some fun stuff. <laughs> I finished this sentence. When the pandemic is over, I'm going to take my wife out to dinner at? No doubt. Going to Boo Ray's Shrimp and Grits. You got it. <laughs> uh. Dad, thank you so much for joining us. This was great. This was great. All right. Hey, love both you guys. Thank you, man. Hey, this was awesome. So much fun.
Thank you so much for listening to the Coach and Doc podcast. Uh, We know there are a lot of podcasts out there, so we're grateful that you chose ours. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we do, please visit our website. It is at coachanddoc.com. Thanks again.